Welcome to the family with Ralph W. Basham, MD, as Hackmaster. Alex Brampernard Rasmussen. And Andy Brampernard. Coming up, little Tim Lammers, and I don't know if we'll cover this story or not, but there's a guy looking down at his desk, and the headline reads, Staffer masturbates on Aussie lawmaker's desk in video. Okay. Have people lost their minds completely? A lot of people. All human beings. No sense of decency. None at all. None at all left. We'll talk about that. Timmy Lammers with us next with the family. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, We're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether or not you decide you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy (laughs) if i'm hanging out with you Uh, maybe (laughs) okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant Dougie, what's new at my favorite Nissan stores? Well, now that everybody's back from vacation, we can finally get to work. Yeah, easy there, gunpowder. Hey, at least you only took a week. Jayla was gone darn near a whole month. Poor Dan Rush. Anyway, we got some great things happening at Coon Rapids Nissan and Walzer Nissan in Burnsville. Read this, and you can add that cool DJ voice if you want to. It's 2020 closeout month at Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan. Giant discounts in 0% for 60 months on all remaining 2020s. You also get Walzer Care, a 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty for free. Ah, music to my ears. I love the sound of a good DJ in the morning. But wait, there's more. For the first time ever, you can get 0% for 60 months on the all-new 2021 Rogue. The 2021 Rogue is bigger, better, and faster than ever before. For more information on 0% interest on all these great vehicles, check out Coon Rapids Nissan and Walzer Nissan at Burnsville and tell them Tommy sent you. I'll just cut out the last bit. Are you rocking out like a madman? Is that the plan? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No doubt about it, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. Is Timmy with us? Yep. I am here. Timmy. Can I can I start off with something that's going to make you smile? Yes, I'm ready. Got to have fun because I know you love the Babylon Bee. Oh yeah, I love the Babylon Bee. <laughs> Here's the Babylon Bee tweet that I'm reading. Ignorant senator shares New York Times article thinking it's real. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And it was was retweeted by a fellow named Seth Dillon, who I didn't know at first. Seth Dillon says, what an idiot. But Seth Dillon is also the uh, CEO of the Babylon Bee. (laughs) Uh, Well, there you go. In his bio, the CEO of Babylon B, the world's most trusted, factually accurate news source. <laughs> you, you horn tootin', baby. That's all you need to know. It is, a, oh, my God, a, man. You need you just need to break the tension. Just find anything by the Babylon B. That's true. There was a great one yesterday as well. Well, I received it yesterday. I don't know when they put it out, but somebody sent it to me yesterday that said that Meghan Markle and Prince Harry are talking to the Vikings about what it's like living without a title. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah, we need more humor in the world right now. Everybody's psychotic guys beating off on desks in Australia and burning down cities in America, and everybody hates everybody in Holland and, oh my, France has got problems. They all got problems. Everybody's got problems. No kidding. No kidding. I don't know why. Well, yeah, I got a movie I that it. you're going to love, but I don't want to talk about it too much because uh, I don't want to give away details. But uh, I'm going to be sure. reviewing it on Thursday, and I'll give you a little preview here. Uh, it's called Nobody with Bob Odenkirk. 
Have you seen any trailers? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tommy, it's 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 a great thing to enjoy while we wait for the next John Wick, because this is from the guys that Ooh. did John Wick. Really? And my God, is it incredibly entertaining! You are going to love, love it. this movie, Tom. Is it in movie theaters? It will be in theaters only. Ah. So I don't know. When are you Ooh. coming back? You're, you're like uh, uh, this weekend coming back this weekend. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So things might be a little crazy to see it this weekend, but my God, if you get an opportunity, go to see it in theaters this weekend because it's called it what is incredible. Nobody, nobody. It's called nobody. nobody. All right, Bob Odenkirk. I like Bob Odenkirk. He's good. Oh God, and Christopher Lloyd is in it as well as his dad. Oh, yep, it's, love him. And he's. Freaking hilarious. So, yeah, yeah, movies are coming back, baby. When you get a movie like John Wick, and the thing is, it's it's different than John Wick, but it is over the top like John Wick. You know what I'm saying? Like, the story is different than John Wick. But it's, like it. it's that sort of stuff. So, yeah, yeah, put that one on your list for sure. Yeah, baby. No, I love it. Great idea. It's an absolutely great idea. Yeah, so other than that, uh, what, what, what did I recommend? What did I review last week? Oh, yeah, did you c- catch The Courier? Mm, I did not catch The Courier. What's the other one, though, did you recommend? Uh, we the did other one was one. Zack Snyder's The Justice League, so I doubt that you were going to go no, see that No, didn't one. see that. Now, The That's Courier, who's in The Courier again? HBO Max. Who's in The Courier? Oh, The Courier is in theaters Benedict Cumberbatch. Well, no, I heard that's good, though. Some people hated it's, it, but I, I heard people say it a lot. Oh, really? I don't know. How the yeah. hell? You know, uh, I don't know. how. It's, it's, it's historically, historically accurate. I mean, it's intense as all hell. You know, it's a Cuban Missile Crisis situation. It gives you a, a, another peek at just how damn close things were to nuclear annihilation. You know? You'd think right, people no. would take that movie pretty serious, but maybe not. I'll give it a whirl. Yeah, I've heard people like it. That's what I've heard. Yeah, it's it's incredible. The thing is with that, too, I mean, look, if you can't catch it in theaters, they're making their debut on streaming a lot quicker than they used to on video sure. on demand. So nobody, for example, if you don't catch it in theaters, uh, Universal has a 17-day window. It used to be 90 days, so 17 days is nothing. But, yeah, now 17 days after it opens in theaters, they uh, mm-hmm. send it to premium video on demand, which is 20 bucks. Yeah. That works for me. If it's good entertainment, it's worth the 10 bucks a person. Catherine, 10, me, 10. Works. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And nobody definitely will be worth the 10 bucks a person, believe me. Yeah. So, And you won't have any cell phones going off around you. For people yakking. That's true. You're absolutely right. And the popcorn's yeah, better. The popcorn yeah, is yeah. better. You're right. You can God, use you real butter on your popcorn. popcorn. Three theater yeah. popcorn was the greatest popcorn in the world. Remember that? God, it was good. Or was it just what? that I was a kid? I took Which popcorn? Theater popcorn. Oh, theater. Oh, yeah, definitely. I took the kids to see Shrek. Well, Dan and I both, we took the kids to see <laughs> Shrek on Sunday. It was like kind of windy, and um, and we felt horrible afterwards. <laughs> and we're like, it had to be from the popcorn. I don't know. Was, Movie theater yeah. popcorn always makes me feel yeah, sick. Yeah, we both, at, like, in the evening, we're just like, oh, it's yeah. so feel good. I can feel the grease really? coming out of my skin. The kids were fine. It was Sage's first movie theater experience. And the, that movie's 20 years old, and it holds up. Yeah? Oh, yeah. It's a great movie. We watched movie. them again recently. It is a great movie. They're great. And that must have been fun for them to see it on the big screen, too, yeah, they, because what a rare opportunity that is. Neither of them had ever seen it before, and Fawn was a little scared because she was like, oh, it's an ogre, and like ogres are supposed to be scary, and I was like, it's <laughs> actually hilarious, and there's a talking donkey, and it's all good, and they oh, both... Oh, God, yeah. Absolutely Eddie Murphy is classic it. in that movie. It, what so, a great movie. He's so good in that movie. And tickets were a dollar and seven cents. 
Yeah, which wow. love it. I don't even know how they. Well, I, the real revenue from the movies is the well, popcorn but, and the candy and all. Well, right, but Raya right. and the Last Dragon. We were originally gonna maybe take them to see that, and then we we're like, oh, I feel like it looks a little too intense for them, especially Probably, on, a big, yeah. on a big screen. There's like you know swords and fighting and all this stuff. And that was those were thirteen dollars a ticket. Well, that's because movie theaters have to buy yeah. the film reel mm-hmm. that they have or, a Shrek they like yeah. already have. The Shrek, the Shrek I'm so. sure they've had that reel for twenty years, yeah. so it's like it's paid for. Yeah. So any you charge them one cent, you're still making a cent of pure profit. Yeah, so. all of the Marcus theaters are playing Shrek for like super cheap right yeah. now. Aww. Yeah, yeah Aww. they have to. Well, you know, and and again, that's okay. I mean, now it gives people the opportunity to see movies that they never had. Uh, the opportunity before. So I, I think that's pretty cool. It was certainly a smart move. Yeah. And almost a move out of necessity because, you know, let's be honest, there's not a lot of movies are being released for the big screen now, you know? Or the films that they would release, um, say if uh, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, they decided to go with the four-hour version, they certainly would have gone with more than one screen on that one, too. So, yeah, yeah, I'm sure they have a lot of openings for, for other Older titles, and they had a lot of private parties too, like private screenings of certain movies and stuff. Like one, there's a new Tom and Jerry movie out apparently. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. And um, hold me back. There were (laughs) well, it's a bit of a uh, old franchise. Doesn't seem to have a lot of. Heat these days. Although Tevin was wearing a Tom and Jerry sweater for some reason. Oh, really? I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe he's into it. Yeah, and this is a new movie. This is one of those that's on HBO Max. Uh, as well. That was a day and date deal with um, theaters and HBO Max. But yeah, it's back. It's a mixture of live action and. Yeah. Uh, it's like the, the previous, the one that came out in like 2005 or whenever that was. Yeah. yeah. And it looks like the same old thing. Uh, well, you know. how do you change the formula, yeah, really? Yeah. Alex, how many people were at the uh, uh, Trek? Uh, Shrek showing. I was actually pretty surprised. It was they. It was one of their smaller theaters. It wasn't one of the bigger um, ones. But I was surprised. It was. I think every available seat was full because they okay. they do two seats between for social distancing. But they're the dream loungers, mm. so they're the bigger ones. So it probably is oh. about six feet. But yeah, how you know whatever. But I think all of the available seats were were booked, and there was there was a group of probably eight. I'd say 18 to 20-year-old guys that walked in. I was outside in the hallway with Fawn because she was feeling scared. And all of a sudden, all these guys walk in to see Shrek. I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. Like, this group of young (laughs) men are like, let's go see Shrek this weekend. Shrek is a meme on the internet. That's why. I think think they went to see it for the same reason people went to see Fantasia. Their, Their mental state may have been altered. Shrek doesn't really oh. have that many visuals, though. Yeah, Shrek isn't that big like green a... thing walking around. There I don't you know. Go. I don't think Shrek would be a like. Let's go get high and see. Yeah, Shrek, Shrek is like <laughs> dark green and brown make up ninety nine percent of the movie. So it's yeah, like, yeah, you're not going to be and there seeing isn't, anything. There's no there. like fantastical like. I don't know. No, there's a dragon, but only a little. Well, spoiler at the very end, the scene where we think Fiona's going to turn back into yeah, and she floats up in the air. She doesn't. That's kind of fantastical. But But other than that, I see what you're saying. Yeah, Yeah. that's like thirty seconds of the whole movie. Yeah. Not exactly. No, worth I think I think baked. it might be one of these deals where they probably grew up with it on on you know DVD or whatever and finally got the chance to see it on the big screen. Maybe, I mean, why but they, not? I feel like they were probably younger than the movie. <laughs> probably. Yeah. I was like, yeah. what is going on? There's like eight of them. They just kept going in, and some of them were extremely tall, too. I was like, this is hilarious, and like I, I love said, this. Teenagers and younger adults, they see Shrek for the same reason that people would watch, like, The Room or Plan 9 from Outer Space. <laughs> they, It's a meme in their world yeah they want to go on facebook and tell everyone that it's all ogre or whatever it's all ogre. oh my god yep. oh my god but yeah i was surprised at how full it was i thought that it was going to be you know because i have a friend that's gone to a couple movies during covid and she's like last weekend was the fullest of theaters been and there were three other families mm. oh so, my god yeah i just wonder how quickly things are going to bounce back i mean for obvious reasons, uh, the airports are busier because of all these spring break people. But and you know how how soon are movies going to bounce back? And the airlines have opened up the middle seat 
Yeah, uh, well, oh, Delta I, has our. I, uh, I know Southwest has because I was on a Southwest flight coming back from Denver, and it was F U L L full. Oh, that's a, our Uber to driver told us that only Delta is doing yeah, the middle seat closure. Only Delta. Everyone else yeah. is open up. So, yeah, because I've flown Sun Country a few times, and that's been always has been yeah. the middle seat. For some reason, open. that was just like a Delta thing that Delta did. No, no, yeah. Southwest had it open uh, uh, a month ago. Oh really? They just oh, okay. just they, they they closed the seats uh, a month ago, oh. and now I noticed that it That's was full. Weird. And that flight was full, head huh. to toe, side to side, and so so yeah. They so you go to the movie theater and you're there pretty much relaxing, not doing anything, <laughs> but you're on the airplane for a longer period of time and you're you know toe to toe with people. Mm-hmm. So this social distancing mm-hmm. is I know huge. it's interesting, it's, isn't it? It's just, Gross. I know it's you can take your necessary. mask off and eat and yeah. whatever. I know it is very. It's all very confusing. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the head of the CDC is uh, she's a little bit uh, uh, doesn't have anything to say. You know, when she's interviewed, she doesn't have much to say. Can't say anything. She just does double speak. Says, "Well, it's not my responsibility. We have other agencies involved." Blah blah blah. Yeah, blah, blah. sounds like oh, COVID. Really? All right. Yeah. Oh boy. Everyone likes to pass Can the I buck have... because if they say anything and then they're wrong, then everyone's going to call them a murderer. True. Murderer. Now, i got to ask Timmy a question. Yes, sir. Timmy, what is the deal? I'm going to read the headline. Just popped up on my screen. Movie on Spielberg's childhood nabs another big name. What What are they talking about? I have no idea. I'm thinking I you're I talking kn- about the guy that's going to play his uncle, right? Oh, my God. Seth Rogen. Oh, oh God. <laughs> I didn't know. Oh, I didn't know Spielberg's uncle laughed like. Boy, that's funny. When they cast God, him, he's Spielberg. the most unfunny. Sorry. They what? I said when they were casting him, Spielberg was probably like, "We just have to find someone." He had this very specific laugh. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Did they cast right, the exactly. young Spielberg? I, I mean, I'm actually interested in this whole idea of a, of a movie on him, but. Seth Rogen is his uncle? Uh, yep, I don't know about Seth Rogen is his uncle. I don't understand what the attraction is. I thought he was good in that, in that. I think it was a Canadian TV show about going to college, Undeclared, I think it was called. Oh, yeah. He was yeah. good in that. But since then, he's been dread. He's over the top, not funny at all. You know, the, in the one movie that I saw him in, the most recent one, now this was a couple, three years old, that he actually didn't try to be funny he was just playing a character and actually really good was good the room what was it the one that on the room uh the disaster artist uh, um right right you just brought up the room and now i thought about the disaster artist he was in the disaster artist that's right yeah the The director or something yeah director or cameraman or some weird like yeah because because uh tommy wizzo was the director quote-unquote director (laughs) and star yes he was and then Seth Rogen is one of these guys like, what the hell is going mm-hmm. on yeah, here? Yeah, he's part of the film he's crew. He's kind of the guy that held yeah. the production together. That's right, yeah. So, and, and it was more, actually more of a serious role considering, you know, that it was a comedy. He, was, he, he wasn't the uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh guy no. in that one. Yeah, see, I like that. we got to take a break. Be right back. More with Timmy Lammers and the family. Tom Bernard here, and with me is the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Michael, a lot of people have heard us talk about community banking over the years. We've been doing these commercials. What makes working with a community bank so different for your customers? Our business banking customers honor us by sharing how we're able to help them on any new project, how we're able to quickly get them the funding they need when others in town can't do it. We do it by taking the time to get to know our customers and the challenges they face. When your business banks with us, you are not just another account number. One thing I've always admired about North American Banking Company is how your team treats not only me, but my friends and family that bank with you so respectfully. Tommy, thanks for making me look good, like my team does. As you know, I have a face for radio. We yes, take you do. <laughs> we take pride in doing the right thing for all our customers and the communities we work and live. That's what we mean about being a community bank. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream Sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial for my busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. 
Mike's Giza Sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The first night you sleep on the Giza Sheets, you will never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. Mike is making a special offer for my listeners. You buy one set, get another set absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code TOM, T-O-M. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Call 1-800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code TOM. We're rocking out. We are rocking out, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, We are back. Just a quick thing for Timmy Lammers here. Ellen DeGeneres, uh, of course, said those uh, toxic workplace allegations against her. And since those toxic workplace allegations, apparently she's a real pain in the ass to work for uh, or work with. Apparently, her uh, latest ratings came out since the toxic workplace allegations. Her ratings are down 43%. Mm. Oh, really? Goodbye. Yeah, one million viewers from a year ago. That's not good. So she has so one million. So it was like 2.5, uh, now it's, I don't know, 1.5 or something like that. God, yeah, that's a hit. That's a hit. She only has 1.5 million viewers. No, there. No one has viewers on TV. No. The biggest they shows, all those talk shows, um, they really they don't even breach a tenth of what uh, the Tonight Show did. You know, thirty years ago. Not even a tenth. You're right. Yeah, you're well, absolutely right about that. Was it Jimmy Fallon? Somebody was pulling in less than a million at one yep. point. Eight hundred thousand. That's yep. crazy. It's less than a million viewers. It, it, how much did Carson pull in back in the day? Now, of course, the landscape is different, but still. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's see, late night talk absolutely. show audience size. Oh, Let's see. Oh, oh. God. Th- this is going to be hideous. I can guarantee you that. Uh, <laughs> that's all I have to say. Seth <laughs> Myers is pulling in 620,000. Uh, what? Yeah, uh, KK Morning Show kicks his ass. That's James Corden has got seventy one or seven hundred ten thousand. Nightline's nine hundred thirty. A little late with Lily Singh, whatever the hell that is, has four hundred thousand. She replaced Carson uh. Daly. Oh, okay. The highest oh, okay. is Jimmy Kimmel, and he has one point seven. Yeah, so, I mean, you can see how things would drop off with Seth Meyers and Lily Singh because that's later, that's after the main talk shows. Well, got Stephen Colbert, you know how uh, he was pretty infamous for literally only talking about Trump? Uh, Let's see, December, the week of December 2nd, 2.79 million. Week of December 30th, 2010, so that was 2019. Week of December 30th, 2020, 1.8. Week of... Uh, yeah, uh, oh, wait, it was December 30th, 2019 to January 3rd, 2020. So he went down almost a million in a month at the end of 2019. Uh, and as of October 2020, he's now sitting at 1.5. So he lost Ooh. about half of his audience in under a year. Because Good. Tr- Trump is gone, no one cares anymore, because that's all he had was, hey, everyone, isn't hating Trump funny? Yeah, and actually the reason Jimmy Kimmel's numbers are up a little bit is because he even shows more hatred for Donald Trump. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't These guys, did you see the latest uh, for the past week? Now, I know that it's, you know, March and all the rest of it, but it should be right in the heart of, of broadcast television season, what used to be broadcast television. Uh, and I have to ask you guys a question after I say this, but they released the top ten shows. Not one of them was from a network. Not one out of the top ten. I don't doubt it. That is not good news, folks. <clears throat> not good news. Because a lot, you know, those those broadcast shows are also on streaming, but apparently nobody watches them on there either. I do, but apparently I'm the There's only one. There's just so much to pick from. That's, that's the whole that's thing. A, it's very diluted. You know, when there's 70 different versions of each show, you know, that splits the audience into one seventieth of each show. That's just kind of how it works. Right. Right. Back then, it's like, back in the day, you know, you had like, a show like Friends was rare. Uh, 
there was basically only one Friends at the time. Whereas now, if Friends came out, there would be 15 different versions of Friends. Each network right. would have its own Friends, mm-hmm. and the audience would fragment, and none of the shows would make any money. It's a tragedy, the econ- tragedy of the commons, basically. Well, that's like basically right. what happens now. Everybody, like so many times people are trying to remake Friends. Like, oh, it's a group of Friends. And yeah, oh, they've done it quite know. a few times, yes. <laughs> And they're going to reunite well, for Alex. some HBO Max special. I don't know what the heck they? they think they're going to do there. Yeah, you know, but it, yeah. my understanding of it is it's just going to be a reunion show. Oh, it's not okay. going to be another episode of Friends. Well, it's not God, be I can't even like imagine. The Brady Bunch movies they're like, after the Brady Bunch ended. You they're know? like a hundred years old now. Yeah. Uh, well, here, here's another great headline. Uh, and why celebrity people think are sick of celebrities. Gwyneth Paltrow explains why she thinks being famous is a quote unquote pretty terrible thing. Well, I mean, I, don't, <laughs> I actually don't disagree with her there. That is that is not a Babylon B headline. That is a real headline. I would never want to be as famous as Gwyneth Paltrow. Believe me. No. Wait, but but she no, does. But she does. I mean, That's the yeah, thing is, yeah, yeah. yeah. you don't yeah. get she that does. popular without wanting yeah. to be popular. And, like, she creates her own brands oh. and is yeah, on social that is true. media yeah. oh, and oh, all that. Yeah. Oh, well, geez, and you make a lot of money and you have a lot of influence. Oh, oh it's yeah. just so – but it's so terrible. Don't give me this. Mm-hmm. You, you, you bought you – knew, you knew this when you started down the road that you true. had – the reason you were doing this because yep. you wanted to be seen. You wanted to be popular. You wanted to be recognized. Now you got it. Don't give me this. That, oh, it's so – so terrible. Oh, what was me? Okay. They, <laughs> knew, they knew it then. Distant early warning because her parents were in showbiz. Not that, I mean, Blythe Banner, and I, I think she's still acting, is a good actor, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, she's doing what she's supposed to be doing. She's not, you know, Gwyneth is a, a celebrity, you know. It, it's, she's yeah, she, almost going down the famous to be fam- famous for being famous route. Yeah. She's right. Stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just an expression of nepotism. More nepotism in Hollywood. Mm. It's all nepotism. (laughs) Is it ever? Oh, my God. Do you think part of that whole deal is that everybody now, and I don't understand this because I've said before, if you ever victimized me, I would never let you know I felt victimized. Never. But now everybody all of a sudden wants, I'm a victim of fame. (laughs) Everybody wants to be a victim now. What is that? (laughs) It's well. It's the, it's the most valuable currency in America right now, because people it have it, it so good is. that it's. I guess it's yep. unusual and it's exciting to be a victim because, well, I think a lot I of guess, it is yeah. like you you look at eighty percent of the world, and you have, a, even if you're like lower middle class, you have what most people on earth could never even dream of having. And it makes you feel guilty, so you have to come up with an excuse for, oh, actually, I don't have it that great. I got this going on, so I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not actually doing that well. So don't look at me. I'm not guilty of anything. Yeah, I got the gout. Right. Yep. Exactly. You may be uh, dying of dysentery over there, but hey, I've, uh, I'm famous, and that's awful. Yeah. Well, it's just exactly like that. Uh, what's her face? Uh, the youngest Jenner. Uh, yes. Uh, Kylie. Yep. Yeah, my friend got into, my makeup person got into an accident, needs reconstructive surgery for 120000 so I'm going to kick it off by putting a $5,000 donation in. And, oh, and my God. My fans, I want you to contribute, even though I'm worth $900 million. Yeah, for right? real. Oh, my God. <laughs> and people fall for it. Yeah. That's the thing that sucks. I mean, yes, people are mocking it, and people are, you know, outraged about it on Twitter and all that stuff. But there are people that are lemmings that just okay. Oh, well, that, and that's Kylie yeah. says. And that's what the that's the current. Uh, uh, what do I want to say? The current begging that's going on uh, on YouTube is that you know, and I, I may have mentioned this before, but there, there's a we watched one couple and they they bought this garbage sailboat, absolute garbage sailboat, and they they worked and they they had a bunch of and they had good video production for some of their videos. And then all of a sudden they find out, oh, their their boat is so bad that they have to condemn it. But then they go online crying, oh, I don't know what we're going to do. We want to continue our project. And sure enough, 
the people that were watching their videos kicked in yep. and they went wow. from buying a boat that might have been five or ten thousand dollars to a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar boat. Mm-hmm. They just kicked and it's just it just it's this begging, this Patreon begging which is out there. It's a fascinating thing to watch in culture. And people just love to do it. Love to do it. People like feeling like they're supporting a charity case. Yeah. Even if that charity case is I need a new boat, which is not a charity case. That's right. That's the very definition of luxury. I need a boat for my YouTube channel. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, there you I go. need a boat for my YouTube channel so I can sail around the mm-hmm. world. That's it. That's it. I have Isn't another recommendation. I just thought about it. And this kind of falls in the line of them, them crazy rich folks. Uh, there is a documentary now on Netflix called Operation Varsity Blues, the College Admission Scandal. All about that whole scam. And it's interesting Ooh. because um, they take the transcripts from all of the secret recordings, phone calls, et cetera, et cetera. And so part of it is acted out. So this rich, what's his name? The, the main guy, the guy that set up all the scams, uh, I want to say Simon. He's played by Ma- um, Matthew Modine. And so you have that and then you have real folks talking to the camera, et cetera, like a documentary. So it's really interested in the way that they constructed it, but definitely check that out. The most shocking part to me was um, there are different ways to get into some place like Harvard. There's the way that you should be doing, which is, you know, your, your grades, your merit, and you apply, you get in. There's a side door uh, where somebody like uh, this guy helps facilitate donations, et cetera. And then there's the back door where, I am not kidding you, people paid for as as much as $50 million to Harvard to get their child Mm -hmm. into Harvard, these rich people. $50 million. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. What is the point of that? Set up a trust fund for them. (laughs) It's insane. What? I, Wait a I, I second. Can't understand it. They have the trust fund for a billion dollars already, but they need the accolades <laughs> to be to Good move point, in those to, to move that social circle. I mean, this is nothing new. This has been going on for the past two thousand years. Yes, it has. This is nothing new. There's a certain group of people <clears throat> who don't have to follow the rules, mm-hmm. and they call them wealthy people. You know, that's, yeah, that's exactly, that's this goes on all the time. Oh, how about, how about, oh, I want my kid to go to your college. How much does it cost to make me put two or three buildings on your campus? Oh, here you go. Here you go. Let me write that check for you. Oh, thanks. Oh, geez, that's so great. You extra consideration for my child. I can't thank you enough. It's just, uh, you know, and, you know, they, they, and, well, I don't get started. Don't get me started on, on, on yeah. the higher well, education <laughs> sort of stuff. Yeah. The name of the guy is Rick Singer. That's there you go. Matthew Modine, who is a terrific actor, by the way. He plays Rick Singer, and uh, boy, talk about this guy having the power of manipulation. You know, and, I, and I'm not trying to portray the rich folks uh, buying into his stick as victims. They're not. They knew exactly what they were doing. But this guy really had it down when it came to facilitating uh, these bribes. And, and the other thing is, you know, setting up the deal where let's take pictures of them rowing on something and then we're going to photoshop the pictures uh, oh he's a water polo player so take a picture of him in your pool and then we're going to photoshop him in a picture where they're playing water polo and then <laughs> you know it was that kind of crap that was going on it's very well done and it's only an hour and a half long too which is sort of surprising but they hit all the hit all the you know people like um what's her face from full house what's her face Lori Laughlin. Oh, yeah. And not yeah. not so much Felicity Huffman, but a lot of other these the people that invented hot pockets that became multi multi gajillionaires. They yeah. were in this scam too. So they, they keyed in on a lot of different figures on this thing. Really fascinating movie, even though it pisses you off watching it. So this was illegal? What's or unfair? Yeah, I think what what's was that? that? Well, I don't, I don't understand. If you pay if you pay a college a bunch of money to have your kid go there, is that illegal? Well, Apparently. they were paying. They were. For example, bribe. there was a guy who was a rowing coach, and yeah. he was taking bribes that were quote unquote donations. And then all of a sudden, in exchange for that, a person that wanted to be in 
school would all of a sudden get into that school by becoming right. a member of that rowing team, even though they never rowed in their life. So okay. it was that sort of stuff that was going on. Okay. But still, what's wrong with that? Uh, you can't buy right. your way in, apparently. It's <laughs> buy not, fair. In. not I mean, fair to poor you, people. Either you buy your way in or you don't buy your way in. Yeah, one way or the other. Well, yeah, that's true. But then there are also these kids that are working their asses off that don't get in because somebody got in with a bribe. Right. So, Guess so what? You're going illegal. to Harvard. I mean, you know, they, they spelled out all the charges. I'd like Mike Bryant to see the thing because I'm sure he could make a lot more understanding out of you know, what people were charged with and the illegalities of the thing. But it was it was laid out in a pretty uh, accessible manner, right? I mean, you could really understand, mm. I, you know, from the news headlines, because, again, you don't know what to believe, what you read, um, this spelled it out pretty good. Yeah. I, I, it, I think you should watch it. It's really good. Well, the, the, you know, I was aware you know, of, of a whole system of a person who actually prepped kids for college, and she packaged them. So, so they had to write essays, and those essays were maybe written by the children, and then they were edited and re-edited and re-edited and re-edited, then submitted. So yeah. this, uh, this Well, one guy here was actually taking tests. They called him a proctor who would take the test. For, the kids were fooled into thinking they were taking the ACT, but in reality, uh, the guy was actually filling it out for them and taking the test for them. So, right, yeah. right. And, and we and he have was, to take a break he was here. Getting perfect scores on his test. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> perfect. Well, that didn't look weird at all, did it? When they're no, everyone was perfect. Unbelievable, stupid. We will take a break. Be right back with another segment. You got another segment in you, Timmy? Yes, I do. All right, we'll be right back with Tim Lammers and the family. Dan Chesky is here from Dan Southside Marine to talk boats in February. 2021 is all about boat inventory or the lack thereof. Dan's has what you're looking for in the color and model you want. So get in and take advantage of the factory incentives and discounts February offers. Why should our listeners shop for a fishing boat at Dan Southside Marine? We have the latest models on display, like the new Revolution. It features rotational seating from Premier Marine and the new Lumacraft FSX crossover fish and ski. Both are getting tons of attention and grabbing sales from the competition. Dan Southside Marine is packed with pontoons from Avalon, Berkshire, and Premier with all the rebates and incentives we mentioned at the top. Get the family out this weekend and come see these amazing pontoons. And be sure to ask about custom-rigged Alumacraft fishing boats this weekend at Dan Southside Marine during our February open house. Dan Southside Marine, six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington. Shop online at dansouthsidemarine.com. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. It made sense to my kids, and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home, list it on the MLS, and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com. That's Shift, the number two, Sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. up a storm, man. That's all I got to say to you. Surely. You know what I mean? Well, we are back, ladies and gentlemen. With regards to that Harvard stuff, you know, I, I remember of a saying I heard from Aerosmith. Uh, some things are, you know, some things are expensive. Nothing is impossible. Some things are expensive. Nothing, you know, some things are expensive. Nothing's impossible. So. I like that take. I like that take a lot. Yeah, the story was I heard with they were in Eastern Europe someplace, and the band, you know, they were in between in you know between concerts, and they wanted to go they wanted to go shoot automatic AK forty sevens and whatever else they could find to shoot, and uh, their manager says, "Oh, sure, let me see if I can take care of." So they go, and he goes in and he makes inquiries. They say, "Oh, that's impossible to do. Oh, we could never do that." And then he just went up to him and says, "Well, how much would it cost?" 
and they and they and they said they said before they knew it, they were shooting the AK-47s automatic it, with cars filled with explosives, blowing stuff up, having a great time. Exactly what they wanted to do, and it would cost about a hundred thousand dollars. So it's just whatever it is. Here you go. Here's your money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's exactly it. That whatever it is, you're absolutely right about that. So you know. Timmy Lammers is back with us. We covered, I think we covered all the movies and TV that the movies are, are starting to open again. And that uh, there are some good, obviously some good shows on, on streaming. And I still like to watch the, uh, the uh, you know, network shows, but I watch them on streaming. You know, we don't, you got everything, everything's on streaming now, right? Pretty much. I mean, you know, with some shows, you can get them on the website. But some of these uh, networks, you know, you got CBS. It used to be CBS All Access. Now it's Paramount Plus. Right. But you know, if you want that, then you have to pay five ninety nine a month or whatever. So <clears throat> they are available, but you know, for a price. But mm-hmm. look, I mean, there's some pretty good entertainment on there too. I mean, uh, Paramount Plus was rebranded from CBS All Access beginning in March, and they kicked it off with. The SpongeBob uh, Sponge on the Run movie, which I thought was great, <laughs> and uh, and also that will serve as a venue for shorter theatrical windows between the release of such films as, you know, Top Gun Maverick. It'll be forty-five days instead of ninety. It'll go to Paramount Plus. So, yeah, it, it, everything is streaming, and 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 there's no question that the pandemic drove all of this to. Oh yeah. oh yeah! I don't know absolutely. if it would have changed that quickly, otherwise. We, but really, with nothing else to do, I mean, it really was the perfect time for all the streamers. That's for sure. When you uh, watch the uh, uh, Tom, when you watch the uh, shows on streaming, the network shows on streaming, do they cut out the commercials? Uh, sometimes they do. You can either get it with commercials or without commercials. It costs less per month or with commercials. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Ralph, that the Paramount Plus. Would be five ninety nine with commercials, nine ninety nine without. Same thing as Hulu. Right. Yeah, Hulu yep. has that same yep. sort of structure. Whereas HBO Max, um, you wouldn't get any commercials with the HBO stuff anyway. But that's no. fourteen ninety nine a month, unless you can get a package deal. I got mine at eleven ninety nine a month because I got six months at a time or some. Thing like that, so yeah, you're gonna you're gonna pay if you don't want commercials. That's for sure. Well, let me let me ask you, Tom and uh, Tim. The it, now that you've cut your cable, you got rid of your cable expenses. How much are you paying for the individual uh, services? <laughs> Total, a lot more, a lot That's more. That's the trick. That's the trick, isn't it? <laughs> yep, it is. Yep. But you know what? One thing I could never stand about cable uh, it was the fact that. They had all these channels I just didn't care about or want. And it was a, you know, and and their big mistake, and I've said this before on the podcast, is that they never offered a la carte. That's exactly right. The opportunity to take what channels you want. And I'm not talking about the premium channels either. You know, the premium, the HBOs, the Showtimes, none of those. (laughs) I'm talking about just the regular basic cable stuff. Um, And that, that killed them. You know that I, I'm not saying I'm not saying that uh, cable is dead yet, or or dish is dead yet, but mm-hmm. boy, it's headed that way, isn't it? Yeah. It absolutely is. There's no question about. I, I, there's one question I do have for you, Tim, and you would probably know this. I do not. Now that broadcast television is on um, is on streaming. Will they start to show nudity? Will there be foul language, which can be edited out if you still watch it on TV? Well, I mean, that, that's on, on an interesting question. Television? And I don't know if they're, they have, like, alternate cuts of shows that are on broadcast. But I, I think clearly the reason that streaming and cable for a time, HBO, whatever, were kicking the ass of all the broadcast shows was because of those restrictions they had on the broadcast. That's exactly right. They better and take them away, otherwise they're never going like, to make you it. You know, you don't have the stuff that is... And at the same time, I mean, they were starting to really push things on certain shows. I know people were criticizing the show for it, but remember Two Broke Girls, how yeah, oh, yeah. they would yep. get. Oh, so yeah. they were trying to push it more, but there's 
still only so far that you can go before your 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 broadcast yeah. decencies. The FCC gets involved. The reason I asked that question, and you guys might remember the show from about 10 years ago, it's called Magic City. Jeffrey Dean Morgan starred as the owner mm-hmm. of the Miramar Playa Hotel in Miami. I don't know if there's a scene in that show without full frontal nudity. Jesus, oh there's a lot of nudity. Like, oh my God, a lot of naked people here, man. They, well, that was on stars. Yeah, and the language obviously has been a problem, but I don't know what they can get away with. I don't really watch broadcast television that much, Tom. Do they? Do they say a hole at all now, or what? What, what can uh, they get away with? Uh, you don't hear much of it. Do they, you really don't hear much of it at all. Do they say what is the George Carlin skit? The seven words you can't say on TV. Right. Do they, right. Are they, are they diving into those words. I don't think Mother Effer is ever going to make it. That's right. I'm pretty sure. Well, maybe it will. I don't know. I guess actually it might, to tell you the truth. Well, you know, if you're watching, I remember this clearly. It was, uh, it might have been uh, Ali versus Kenny Norton. And uh, after maybe the first round, uh, Norton sat in the corner and you could hear in a kind of muffled way, you get that mother effer in the eye too. (laughs) You know, but it wasn't mother effer. So you, you, you pick it up once in a while on the sporting broadcast, you know, but that's unintentional, of course. But One of my favorites of all time, I have heard, you know, obviously I was not around, I was too young to remember this, but I believe it was 1954 or 55, the, one of the uh, broadcasts of the Masters, and I can't remember who the announcer was, but he got in a lot of trouble for it, but uh, Gene Sarazen hit his second shot on a par five and it went in the hole. For a for a uh, what is it called an albatross I think when it's three under instead of two under for the eagle and one under for the birdie oh yeah uh, went in the hole for an albatross and the announcer on live television on CBS said in 1954 went it went in the goddamn hole <laughs> <laughs> whoops whoops that's going to be a problem yeah God can you imagine doing that 70 years ago almost yeah. oh, oh my God. He must it's have been pretty out the door right away. Uh, well, now that made me think of something. Have you watched the Tiger Woods documentary on HBO Max yet? I've watched a bit of it. I, I can't watch it. His father's too annoying. Uh, yeah, you God, get it understand. It's kind of like a Joe Jackson sort of thing, isn't it? You think? Yeah. Yep. You yeah. think? True. We watched the whole thing, and 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 I told you this, Tom. I mean, I'm not. I, I don't golf. Mini golf. That's my. It's the most golfing I ever do, and um, even there I don't keep score. So it's really, really fascinating. Again, more because of, you know, what Earl Woods, you know, that they wrecked that kid's mind. I mean, and you know, and that thing about his, his high school girlfriend and how they cut off that relationship. I mean, boy, it really, it really smacks of a Michael Jackson sort of Joe Jackson relationship sort of thing. He just didn't have no, a childhood, right. really. Well, well, that's exactly right. Any any child who is driven like that, whether it's in acting, whether it's in sports, whether it's in anything, when a child is driven like that, they, they, they don't have a childhood. And it's all done because of the parents. Now, the parents may, it may be an active uh, pursuit by the parents, or it could be a passive pursuit. But I mean, those children are trying to please you because that's what children do. They try to please their parents. And uh-huh. that's exactly what goes on. I mean, I, I accept that when uh, Ashley and Josh were uh, doing the Hollywood thing, their little Hollywood thing. Right. I, I accept my right. part of uh, why they were doing it. You know, but thank well, God they're not the doing it now. seems to take on a lot more meaning after, you, after this. I saw it before Tiger's recent accident, so... Right, and right. Isn't that strange? Did they ever find uh, the blood samples for? The, they didn't take blood for to see if he was nope. under the influence of something. No, they did not. Well, you, you, know, you know, some things are expensive, but nothing's impossible. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you have it, right there. Now they say he did not even apply the brake, so he was not conscious when that car went went off the deep end. So I don't know if he just fell asleep or if he had a, a few wheels. I don't know what what he was doing, but well, man, that's, that's such a sad thing. I mean, he is really messed up. Yep. Isn't he? 
Well, I don't know what yeah, I, too bad. I haven't heard a current report. I'd love to hear. I, boy, the thing is, I'd love to be a fly on the wall to see that leg. I bet you that leg is messed up. Eek, see, see the x-ray. No. no. That's all I have to say is no. It'll all work out in the end, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel sorry because I do like Tiger Woods. I thought he handled himself with class. I, I stood next to him once. I didn't talk to him or even make eye contact with him, but he is a lot bigger than I thought he'd be. So you're best friends with him, like me and uh, like me. And you and, and Sylvester and Stallone, Sylvester yeah. Stallone. So you guys have you the same Stallone. thing going. Okay, got it. Exactly. We're best friends, Perfect. no question. He just called me. Regular hey, Tom, contact. my knee hurts. What should I do? Yeah. What should I do? Tiger Woods has a community. Uh, Comminuted. Comminuted. Comminuted open fracture of the tibia and fibula. It sounds unpleasant. It's pretty Ooh, not that good. That's it basically means both bones have been shattered in one place. And they've been oh. they've been, have been exposed. Yeah. They've been exposed. Ooh. And when they get exposed, exposed to the air, those yeah. Yeah, he's got this external skeleton on there holding his leg together. Mm. And then they lo- you lose tissue. He may have needed a free flap to try to reconstruct the leg. Oh. You know, then Poor oh, it, it Poor and, and you know th- those mm. those injuries those injuries can start out. You know, just fine. They can heal just fine, but sometimes they go bad. They go south, and you are in and out of the hospital, multiple surgeries over a year to yeah. a year and a half, and two years, ending up getting your leg amputated because it's too much hassle and too much pain, and it'll never heal. Oh, oh Lord! Worst case so, scenario. So this is never going to heal. Oh, it might. It, it might heal fine, but it's a that's a bad injury. That's the last injury I want. That's the reason you don't ride a motorcycle. Yeah. yeah. Once something like that happens yeah. to a bone, it, it's never the same because it, it's literally it's a it's basically blown into little shards in one place, and you yeah. know, bones don't yeah. handle that very well. Yeah, and you and you end up with a foot drop because you lose the nerve function can be lost. Oh, it is a mess. It is a mess. Oh, I, I saw never like that. Silly question, but which leg was it? You know. Uh right. And well, how vital? What, what's the more vital? Well, I would imagine the, the right. right would be for him, right? Absolutely, he would rotate on his right leg. Oh, you have to try. Oh, learn left. Uh, rotate on your yeah, left. Learn how to hit it left-handed, baby. Yeah. Well, that, but then you put all your weight on your left on your right foot anyway. When you go, you hit left-handed. So you're screwed. Well, I mean, theoretically, he could just get something like a brace to help with weight bearing. Oh, it has to do with pain. Yeah. Well, but if, and, if yeah. it's good, if it's a sturdy enough brace, then any sort of you know, if yeah. it's if it's bracing his foot to you know his uh, knee or yeah. something like that, it could could work. Mm-hmm. If anybody can do it, that man can do it, and you know, and yep, maybe that's his life. That's, it's not only golf, but overcoming these things to become a be that great golfer again and again and again. Maybe that's his life. And He's, that's part of the documentary too. Yeah. I mean, that that's what it proves is that if anybody can come back, it's this guy. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. It's true. Timmy, another great week. Thank you, sir. We'll talk to you Thursday on the queue. Is that not correct? That is correct, and I'll have Nobody and another film called The Vault, which I really liked a lot. So we'll talk about that then, and uh, everybody have a good week. You too. You too, Timmy. We'll be back in just a few minutes with Hour 2 with the family.